As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eat teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Shield and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Shield and Zach coming at you with steps and Things flapping their wings on it's Tuesday beating after they win by 36. Why did we say? How he was inactive. I don't give it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the post game edition of Birds with Friends. It is 5 25 p.m., an early edition, early bird edition of Birds with Friends following their. Incredibly embarrassing 13 to 7 loss to the New York Giants. Uh, we will get into all of that. We're doing an early bird podcast because we're in East Rutherford. It's a long drive home. Some people involved in the podcast have to go to Sunday night football tonight. So that throws off the schedule just a little bit, but uh, that's quite all right. Uh, embarrassing all around. Schedule. Let's, let's get yeah, the. Of course wall. you do. You're not the one who has to write late. But let's get the raw emotion of the pod as opposed to. Uh, as as opposed to being on fumes. The cooked emotion. Well said. How are you? This Doing is well, this, is, this is Zebram stomping grounds. You must be you must be soaking it up. This is what you love. Uh, I've had many the classiest uh, great, place in the league. I've had many uh, great moments covering, or I shouldn't say great moments. I've 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 observed many great moments here, and I look forward to being here again next weekend. Well, after the third Jalen Hurts interception in this game, the uh, MetLife Stadium uh, sound people played Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. Would you classify that as classy? <laughs> I would classify that a little that as, rubbing salt in the wounds. I would classify that as funny. Well, there's a difference, but there, no one calls them the funniest organization. <laughs> they are a classy organization. But let's talk about this game because this was a huge game and just a crushing loss for the Eagles. And I would go as far to say is an indefensible loss for the Eagles. Are you frozen again? Or 
Okay, so I I will because get... Casey has been really into Frozen the last week or so, so maybe that's just where this is coming from. Gotcha. Uh, so look, I understand you're you're not gonna play the way you played every game, the, the way you played these these past few weeks every game, and teams why have te- No, I, I'm not saying in terms of style. I'm saying in terms of effectiveness. Teams have bad games, but as as you and I were talking when we walked back from the locker room. The the way they pl- the the way they played the opportunity they had to th- this was such a winnable game they turned the ball over four times and they still had pristine chances to win the game late uh, they this was a bad showing from the coach this was a bad showing from the quarterback and they had players who were who needed to step into big roles who make critical errors Jalen Rager needs to catch. <laughs> at least one of those two one. passes, right? Um, Boston Scott can't fumble in that spot. Uh, and, and, and Jalen hurts the you're, I know you're, you're going to throw interceptions from time to time. Anytime you throw three interceptions is bad and excusable, but the interception before halftime, the lack of situational awareness there, uh, the poor decision to poor play, just, that's that's just bad. It's just bad, and you can't. You I I I understand intellectually that everything is a learning experience, but when you are in week twelve of the season and you're five and six going into this game, uh, I don't know how how many times you can chalk it up as learning experiences. It's chalked up as wasted opportunities because that's what this was was a wasted opportunity. Uh, you're continuing to go in and out here. Zach, I think me and you are going to have to do yeah. this pod together. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I'll uh, I'll talk. Maybe uh, Bo, do you have a lot of tabs open? Perhaps <laughs> this is live streaming at its finest. This is this is live streaming. Uh, so I don't know if you caught the game, Marissa. Um, were you able to catch some of it? Well, so I was actually driving to okay. Baltimore, but I was um, having updates on the phone, and I heard they were on the two yard line and that interception yeah. right before the half, and I was like, oh. They're Bo and Zach are not gonna not gonna have yeah. anything good to say about that. <laughs> so so this is where I, I I see it because I'm I'm not one of these guys who says play X cost you the game or play Y cost you the game. I understand like Nick Sirianni says it's not one play. It's not Jalen Rager's drop. It's not Boston Scott's fumble. It's not even Jalen Hurts' interception. But uh, the the uh, I I keep pointing out the interception because the entire context of the game is different. If if he does not throw that interception there before halftime, uh, at at that point it's it's three nothing, and worst case scenario for or I, I the the worst thing you can do there is turn the ball over. Um, if it's not there, throw it away, kick the field goal. You go into a three three, and by the way, if if they get points there, then you don't need touchdowns on the two final drives. All you need is a field goal potentially to send the game into overtime. Um, and it, it changes the context of those last few minutes. So uh, I, I, if I was going to pinpoint one play that really cost them, to me it's the play before halftime. I understand Jalen Rager's drops are going to get most of the attention, and Boston Scott's fumble was, was bad, but I keep going back to that play before halftime. Um, and I'll, I'll say this as, as Bo's getting situated there, there was a uh, Jalen Rager took accountability after the game. He came up. He he, but he said two drops. They're uncharacteristic of him. 
frankly, I, I, I don't know if I would frame it as uncharacteristic, but he's, he's right. Two drops. Uh, and I would say it's a word I've, I've used a few times, just inexcusable. So Zach, who do you think is having a worse day right now? Jalen Hurts or Bo? <laughs> Question from Nick um, in the chat. <laughs> well, we all know with well, Bo's bad Wi-Fi how it makes him very yeah, so uh, on edge. Bo <laughs> still has a, is pretty yeah. tough too. <laughs> True, I think Bo still has a chance to salvage this. Uh, <laughs> well, well, he's commenting in our chat currently, so I'm not really sure so. what he's doing. But you know, uh, if if Bo wants to come into the room with me here, because we're like we're in separate boxes here. If he wants to come into the room with me, I can put the microphone in the middle we and could. we can head forth. Let's do it. Okay. You want to do it? Okay. I am in the, uh, I Bo think I'm in the giant Spanish radio booth. Okay. <laughs> this is live streaming at its complete <laughs> finest. Bo is going to totally remove himself from the screen. And then what everyone has always wanted, Bo is going to appear in Zach's box on the screen. This <laughs> is amazing. Go. Where else this can you get this content? The Rams uh, Packers 10 to 13 game is nothing on this right now. Totally. Well said. Well said. <laughs> I, li I, I, I like the energy here. Um, a, a few quick notes. Uh, Jason Kelsey missed some time during the game, came back, gutted it through, but his absence was significant because Nate Herbig was flagged for. There he is. <laughs> Nate Herbig flagged for two holding calls, including one that negated a touchdown. So that's kind of like an under-the-radar um, costly thing. And then Jack Driscoll left the game with an ankle injury, immediately ruled out. That's never good. Hey, Zach, how are you? Do I need to Guys, take out my headphones great. here? Oh. Uh, maybe it's good so you can hear Marissa. Okay. You, you don't have to hear me. I could take myself uh, off. I'm going to make you guys – person post-game pod in very long. <laughs> I'm going to make audio? you guys full I screen. Bo's a little far. Yeah. Little there we go. Yeah. Um, that's good. I'm gonna make you guys full yeah, screen we? so everyone can see you. Okay. Good. Let me turn this here. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, this is like amateur hour right now. But we're doing a little bit more. Little there more we go. Building. Okay. Um, we gotta get the good angle for you. So, well, we gotta get both of us on the screen. Uh, okay. So uh, I was listening to. I could hear most of what you were saying. I don't like. Yes, that play at the end of the first half was awful. Uh, it doesn't like find the game to me. There were so many more other opportunities. And like, I don't know. Do you want to have a Rager conversation to start off with? Should yeah, I, because I, I do think that's what the fans are pointing to right now. Okay. More Rager than Hurts. I uh, like, yes, he gets credit for talking after afterwards, as you said. I'm but, not giving credit for talking afterwards. I'm okay. just saying he took he took accountability. He did. It's not like as, he said as that. As did Boston Scott. Yeah. yeah. Um, although it, it was like, like you said, it was sort of uh like those are uncharacteristic drops is sort of like delusional a little bit, but to me, like everything about Rager is not about Jalen Rager. It's about like the pick. It's about, it's about Howie Roseman. And in this game, it's about Nick Sirianni. Like why is Jalen Rager getting so many targets when Devonte Smith and Dallas Goddard are not getting targeted? Rager has seven targets, Smith and, and, Goddard combined for seven before that, like during that last drive, Devontae Smith goes over to Sirianni and says, I want, the, I want the ball. Give me the ball. And of course he should be getting the ball. Like why aren't they getting him the ball? What vantage point did you have of Devontae here? Did you think he was open? Uh, yes. Although like uh, Hertz had to step up in the pocket. I think it would have been a weird throw from there. Yeah. Um, like I don't, I don't necessarily blame him for not throwing to Devontae on that play. 
uh, but I blame them for not getting him more involved. And it's just like uh, setting aside Hurts and the interceptions he threw in this game. Like that's a separate conversation. Like I did not understand what they were doing offensively in this game because like nobody could stop what they've been doing. And when they went to that stuff in this game, when they ran the ball, uh, like they're, this team is turning me into a concussion uncle because the Giants couldn't stop them. They, any, every time they ran the ball, they were that's how they drove down the field. And when the last four weeks, what they did was they would run the ball and they'd throw it to Devontae and Goddard. And that's like they, they went away from that in this game. I, you know, I don't know what defensively the Giants may have been doing to take away those two guys. Jalen Hurts said after the game that it was not anything special. Like they were just playing zone defense. So Nick said that your question that they they liked some of what they saw in the play action and in the dropback game, correct? Yeah, he's. I mean, he, he said basically their their game plan was what it's been, but that's not how they executed. That's no, not it what sounded they to me that, and I was just listening back to it. it. It sounded to me like he thought they could take advantage of the Giants through the air based on some of the things they saw. Is that fair? Well, that's dumb. I agree. I'm not defending the game plan. And I think that's that's not a good sign for your quarterback, right? If uh, Jalen Hurts was not good for throughout this game, and in particular in the first half, and I, I think you had the stat, what they they passed on eight of their first 12, or was it 12 of their first 16 plays? Yeah. Um, when Including one that was technically a run. It was a yeah. like, backwards throw to Quez Watkins. If, if Hurts is completing them, then fine, you can quibble with the game plan, but if it's if if it's working, you can say, all right, they saw it and they're executing it. That didn't happen, and they went three and out twice when they were in third and ten and third and eleven. That it this was uh, yeah, I I had an issue with the game plan. I had an issue with the quarterback play. I didn't even like even even before that hurts interception at the end of the first half. I didn't like those the two plays before it. You know, you caught a pass to Greg Ward. And then you do you go empty and run to Jalen Hurts, which takes away the defense having to play both Hurts and the running back. I just and and then they actually like, ran the only play I didn't think they should run. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then like this game to me was like they it was as if they entered the game trying to prove they could win a different way. Um, like JJ Ortega Whiteside's getting like 15 snaps. What is he doing on the field so much? Uh, you Greg know, Ward Greg Ward in the end zone. Um, like there, it was like they were trying to use this as a tendency breaker when there was no reason to do so. Like they could have, they could have lined up with like no game plan and won this game. I thought. I mean, as you said, you turn the ball, you you lose a turnover battle for nothing, and still the ball is in your hands to win at the end of the game. Like that tells you how uneven these teams should be. Should I be looking at you or the camera? I, 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 I always struggle with that. Fair. Uh, I mean, if we were, if we were, uh, if this was a show, mm-hmm. this was an actual studio show, you'd want to, you want to address the camera quickly, but then make it more conversation. Okay, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe <laughs> rules are different for a podcast. So, so here, so, so, uh, yeah, I, I can't defend the game plan there. I can't defend. There's nothing. I, there's nothing I can point to today that said, all right, they did a good job. Except, that, look, I, I suppose this is on brand. I thought the defense did its job. <laughs> Right. Defense. Yeah, I mean the defense did do his job, although yeah. but, you know that 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 drive at yeah. the well, yeah, I mean, but they didn't force a couple ticky tackles. You know, I, I don't think the Eagles are in position to be complaining about the uh, refs in this game, considering how poorly they played. But I did think the pass interference on Nelson in the end zone was commensurate with the pass interference that could have been called on Rager on the first of those two plays at the end of the game. But 
I mean, what do you? So do? I I kind of rerouted the uh, regular discussion, but I, I I do think that there's a discussion that needs to be had in terms of this is his chance to to uh, to 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 make these plays. I'm I'm not saying the entire narrative of him is different, but it almost reminds me of I've been making this comparison throughout the summer, but it's true. It's like Nelson Aguilar, where Aguilar would have these moments, the Atlanta game where he makes that drop, right? He had the New England game where he he drops a a pass, you know, mm. a, a, a pass late. Oh, no, that was JJ. Seattle game. Yes. Uh, but it's it's kind of like that where uh, you he this was his chance. The the story, if he makes that catch, the the, the second Either the one of those. play. Yeah. Either one of them. The the story of the game is now is is Jalen Rager who this, the redemption of Jalen Rager. Ex, ex, yeah. Exactly. And it's literally this the ball was in his hands, the story's in his hands, and he, and he and he doesn't make that catch. And it's not like he's he's so rife with uh, or yeah, um he's so full of opportunities here that he he's uh he's like, all right, well the next game he'll have six catches. No, he's he's not targeted enough enough for him to have these types of drops. These are, are bad, costly drops. I'm eager to go back and watch. I, I hate to be that guy. He's like, I need to see the all 22. But I'm eager to see Devontae because as I was watching in real time, uh, you could see Devontae at, before that last play, like go up to Nick, talk yes. to Nick. And then you can see him after the last play. Furious. Animated, throws his helmet throws his on helmet, the sideline. Yeah. Um, and the point that I made to you is that uh, and I listened back to what Nick said. Nick said he didn't know, you know, they have to do what's, what's best for the team. And he might have been open on the scramble, but he wasn't open on on, on the release. Um, my point is just give your guy a chance. If you're going to go down, go down getting the ball to your best guy. I've always felt that way. Uh, like you want, you know, unless it's someone who's who's wide open, unless it's it's Michael Jordan passing to Steve Kerr for that shot, you want Michael Jordan taking the shot, right? Uh, and – I I would rather, unless he's like triple covered and there's no one around him, give him a chance to make the play. Give 88 the chance to make the play. I mean, but you go to Rager on back to back plays. There is my point. Well, the second one was was he's throwing it up. It's a scramble drill there. Like, and he he's open. I mean, he was a good throw. Um, I don't know. I also think they didn't need to spike the ball on first down. They had more time. Okay. Uh, and in which case they wouldn't have been so pressed on that fourth down, but maybe time would have been um, less against, more against them. I don't know. All right, we let's are good let's... now for this break. We will we will be better on the other side. I promise you that. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. 
Ah, we're back on Birds with Friends. Bone Wolf, Zach Berman. Uh, Zach, one question we did not get to ask Jalen Hurts in the postgame press conference. His reaction to Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma for USC. How are they going to fill that job? Are you serious? We're doing this? Um, I Look, I, uh, I'll, I suppose I'll do 30 seconds, but Bo, she will specifically told me I, I don't need to answer all of your questions. <laughs> well, that was the beginning of the show. Uh, we're at, we're post for a sad break. Yeah, Anything I mean, goes I, now. I haven't put much thought into this, obviously. Uh, I would imagine uh, Mark Stoops. I, I think like the, the big Mark swing. Stoops. Okay. I, I imagine the big swing would be uh, Cliff Kingsbury if they could get him, but I don't. I don't see why Cliff Kingsbury would leave the job he well, has. He could get any job he wants. Exactly. Yeah, I, his, yeah I don't I mean, see why no he reason would do for that. Him to take that job. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I I'm a big uh, Matt Campbell guy. I would look at, at mm. Matt Campbell. He's already I, got Alex Grinch there. Mm, maybe there maybe get Mount the old Union, Mount yeah. Union connection. Yeah, but I I honestly don't know. And my view on like right leaving it with without reading any of the coverage yet is. LA is a great place to live and the PAC 12 is easier to win than the SEC and that uh, it's, it's going to be a, a pain. It's, it's going to be really hard to, to get out of the SEC, like to win a national championship in the SEC. And I think your path's easier in the PAC 12. Do you think that Jeffrey Lurie is miffed that Lincoln rally is leaving Oklahoma for somewhere other than the Eagles? <laughs> no, I don't. I think like, I, don't in, know. I think he would love to have Lincoln rally. Don't you? Yeah, but I think if Lincoln Riley took like a different NFL job last year, that would be more miffing Jeffrey Lurie. I, I think going to USC is a, a different animal. Okay. And who replaces the guy who took the Florida job? Who replaces Billy Napier? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I'll call Doug Peterson, see if he's oh. interested. <laughs> uh, you think he would do that? No way. I don't know. Right? I mean, I mean, if his son was still there, maybe. Yeah, if he's like for Louisiana Tech, he's from Shreveport, right? But I don't know. I, I doubt it. But. Okay. And okay, I guess. Let, that's let's, talk I Let, let's talk Eagles. Let's talk I don't have the comments. How about this? Not what's your what's your uh, what's your what's your take on like the Ohio State should be in the playoff even though they lost a second game? Like best four teams nonsense. I think if you lost two games, you're not one of the best four teams. I hate that stuff so no. much. Yeah, like, what's the point of the sport? That's if that's the case. That's my view. They lost Oregon and Michigan. You know, that's that's their playoff, right? So, give me, give me, get out of here. With that it's nonsense. that simple. Uh, okay. So Jalen Hurts in this game, fourteen for thirty-one for one hundred twenty-nine yards. The three interceptions, obviously, not very good. Uh, also had seventy-seven yards rushing on eight attempts. I mean, Jalen Hurts throws thirty-one th for thirty-one passes in this game which is the most he's thrown for in the last five weeks, right? And, I mean, and, and by the way, that's not inflated by, like, trying to come from behind late because – No. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Meanwhile, they're running for 6.3 yards per carry. The running backs are running for over five yards a carry. Mm -hmm. Like, I said it before, the concussion uncle thing, but, like, they need – like, they need Johnny WIP to be, like, calling the game, it seems like, if they're going to – if they're going to just – ignore what has been successful like this it's crazy uh, what were they doing I, I like jalen hurts gets a ton of blame you can't throw three interceptions that's the one thing he's done well this year is protect the ball but like my takeaway from this game is is a sirianni thing like hmm. 
this was bad offensive coaching. So I, I want to go back and, and look through the play-by-play, but something that jumped out to me as I was watching it in, in real time, especially early in the game, uh, and I've harped on this in the, in the past, was like bad play calling on first down, that uh, on first and second down, like incompletions early on that put them in those third and longs. When you're in third and 10, you're in third and 11, you're obviously going to pass the ball. You're, you're, you're not going to run there. But to get to third and 10 and, and third and 11, you're passing to have incompletions. And I, I think one thing that's really been effective for them in recent weeks has been getting into third and manageable. And they didn't do that enough. And that contributed that, – that was created by the play calling, and that contributed to the to the mounting passing plays. Do you know who is the Eagles' leading receiver in this game? I would need to look through the stats, but my guess would be Quez. Kenny Gainwell. Okay, he had the plays late. Three for 32 all on the final drive. He played like one snap before that. So it tells you how explosive they were there. Although I did did think Quez made a good catch earlier in the game. And, you know, Rager, to his credit, made a good catch late in the first half. But obviously no one's going to care about that, given the way things ended. Um, Jason Kelsey in this game was an interesting scene as somebody enters the booth. Who knows who? Um, It's a good little tension builder. Somebody came in. We don't know if they left. They could be hiding behind us. If we die, hopefully it'll be caught on camera. Um, Kelsey leaves with a knee injury and is like trying to go back in. Doesn't want to go to the injury tent. Then he goes to the injury tent. Then he goes into the uh, locker room to get looked at. Comes back on the field and is like trying to take some reps and just like he can't do it. His knee is not strong enough. It, you know, he, he decides he can't play. Then it's halftime, and after halftime, he still doesn't come back. So you figured then it's over. But then the next series, he comes back, um, and, you know, he seemed fine. And then Jack Driscoll suffered an injury, did did not return. And so Herbig, who was playing center, goes to right guard. And uh, Do they win it. that game if Kelsey mm-hmm. plays the last drive of the first half? Uh, yeah. Because I mean, they, had, so. they had points taken off the board. They had a touchdown taken off the board because of a Herbic penalty. That's true. That is true. Now, perhaps the penalty contributed to the touchdown run. but Yeah, perhaps. But I, I think I think they probably do yeah. win if Kelsey is out there. Uh, I mean, there's like a million things that they – like. do you think they win if Boston Scott doesn't fumble? I think they score there. Yeah. Yeah. On that drive. I do. And do you think they win if – but then I, I don't know if the Giants take it down and kick a game-winning field goal in that case. Yeah, that's possible. What did you think of the uh, Freddie Kitchens uh, game plan? I mean, look, the Giants scored 13 points. They scored one touchdown. Flea like, flicker it, screen. Uh, I'm it's not. Big, classic Kitchens. This isn't like the the redemption of the Giants today. Uh, yeah, I feel like the Giants had absolutely nothing to do with the outcome <laughs> of this game. Yeah. Yeah. But, look, I, I, I know this is going to be billed as like a big resilient win for the Giants. And, and they did make those interceptions. I'll give them credit there. But to me, if – I mean, one of those – Even if I wasn't covering the Eagles, even if, even if I, I wasn't covering the Eagles and I watched that game, I would say the Eagles were the better team and they played a bad game and they deserved to lose. I totally agree. Yeah. The Giants, to me, had, had almost no, no impact on the outcome of this game. Uh, if you want to talk about Hertz's three interceptions, the first one uh, looked like – Somewhat defensible because he was expecting Quez to continue running across, and then Quez stopped. It looked like it could have been holding, too. Um, I mean, you got to be safer with the ball, but I understood that throw. No defense at all for the second one. That was as bad as it gets. And then the third one, also a bad throw. Uh, 
Um, yes. He does have a he does have a habit. Hertz does of like waiting a beat too long on some of those deep throws, which was unlike the the throw to Rager at the end of the game, uh, the one that could have been pass interference, which I thought came out on time. He, he threw it nicely, but on some of those other plays, he just he he waits a little bit too long, just just a beat too long to get rid of the ball. And the thing with the interceptions, and, and this is obvious, you can say this about any interception, is it's not just the the play itself, but it's the opportunity cost associated with it, right? When he throws the interception, it's it's what could have come after. Uh, it, it killed it, it killed a drive early in the game. Okay, then the the uh, obviously it took points off the board. Yeah, and then the the third one there just like stymied any any chance to get offensive momentum. Yeah, I mean, in terms of flow of the game, the third one was probably the least impactful just because they ended up getting a stop. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, you're right. Uh, happy Hanukkah to all of our listeners out there who celebrate and viewers. Uh, if you could get eight things for the Eagles, what would they be? <laughs> That's a good question. I would, uh, receivers, I would... eight receivers. <laughs> No, I mean it's it's. I mean, first off, edge rushers. They, I, I, I didn't see the snap counts here, but I saw a lot of does. I saw a, a lot of Teron Jackson on the field today. Yeah, I think Derek Barnett might might have got banged up because okay. he was. Teron Jackson and Ryan Kerrigan were both on the field mm-hmm. in important moments at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, I, I think. Uh, look, I, I think this this Jalen Hurts conversation to me is, is so fascinating, and you know, there's there's a report out this 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 morning from NFL media. That he's yeah, big time. What's that? I'm just poo-pooing the report. Oh, that he's showing, you know, he's showing the Eagles they they don't need to get into quarterback sweepstakes. And if he continues on this path, they're 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 gonna go with him up for the future. And I I don't think any decision on Jalen Hurts needs to be made on November twenty-eighth, or you know, you're 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 gonna look at the entire body of the of the season. But this game, this game is why there is concern about him. If if you can't be a fe- efficient passing the ball, like like moderately efficient, if you're just killing drives, if you if what was he fourteen for thirty one, um, <laughs> if the ball's hitting the ground that much, uh, that you're you're it's the only way you can win as an offense is by running. Just look, they ran for two hundred eight yards today, and they scored and they scored seven points. Uh, what does that tell you? So that they should have run the ball more, <laughs> yeah, but, but so, yeah, so this, this conversation on, 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 on Hertz isn't over. And uh, I like how tough minded he is and he has leadership attributes. And he talked this week about, you know, about the rat poison, but look, the things that are said about him um, in both directions, it's, it's true, right? He, he, he has done enough to put them in a good position recently. And, He's not doing enough to say, like, you can win consistently with this guy as your quarterback. Uh, we'll see what happens at the end of the season. But I can't overstate enough how they spoiled a pristine opportunity. And I, I wasn't going to say they were going to run the table, right? But you, you don't crap the bed on the, in the, on the first of this, of this slate here. Well, I don't think it's over. It's not over. But I'm, I'm saying we kept talking about these five games here. Yeah. They lost the first one. Well, right? yeah, but so it puts them behind you, the eight ball. You would have said that that four and one gets it done for sure. I agree. And, and so if if, two, if they they, I'm saying they didn't have much margin for error, and they they narrowed that margin for error with this game today. So yeah, if, 
if they win their 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 next four games and they are nine and seven going into week eighteen, obviously that's a good out. You know, then then that's a good thing. But 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 my point is that if they, uh, I mean they they need to beat the Jets next week, right? Yeah, and then you don't, you don't beat the Jets, you just yeah. you cancel so, the rest of the season. I mean, what so are doing? so they they had momentum and. Um, that momentum was was stymied with the way they played. I, I don't like using stymied twice in the podcast. It's okay. But. We're all a little bit thrown off by the uh, in person record. It's okay. We used to do. We it's used to, yeah. It's, we used to it's, do this it's, every it's, It should be like riding a bike, exactly. but it's not. It's um, it, no. It's more the camera that's affecting. Mm, yeah, we've, we've never we, done. We don't do an in person yeah. camera. That's true. So we usually just have the conversation, that's and true. now we have. Yeah, it's the third party. Yeah. yeah. Um I have to say that I I find the like oh, like this is why Jalen Hurts can't be the quarterback after he throws an interception or whatever. Like every week conversation so uninteresting. Like it doesn't it, not every play or every game has to be a referendum on that decision. Oh, like, I agree. And th- yeah, this is not against you. This but I think like, the inverse is true too. Yeah, like, like every agree. win isn't like they found their guy. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, like let let the thing play out a little bit. Um, not that I haven't like been guilty of writing these things either, but I mean, the most realistic thing that's going to happen is they're going to explore what's on the market in the offseason. They're not going to find a better option. He's going to be the quarterback next year. They're going to trade one of their three first round picks for a future first round pick so that they're well stocked for the 2023 draft just mm-hmm. in case. And then that's, that's when you reevaluate it. Like, I feel like that's what's going to happen. Um, Try to get Philadelphia native Bryce Young, right? <laughs> your boy, you were, you, the, this was great. I mean, to see your reaction and you process this live as you looked up Bryce Young today on Wikipedia and saw that he was born in Philadelphia, <laughs> which I did not realize. What a moment. I had watched a lot of them. This year, did not realize he was a Philly native. I told you I watched more college football yesterday than I have yeah, five minutes, uh, all year all year long. I watched about uh, five minutes of Michigan Ohio State, and then I watched the fourth quarter of Alabama Auburn and the fourth quarter of Oklahoma Oklahoma State. I like and, Bryce and you're, Young, and you're in on 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 Caleb Williams. Yeah, he's fun. Future yeah. the future USC quarterback. He's exciting. Yeah, he's exciting. Uh, yeah, maybe he goes to USC yeah. and Rattler <laughs> keeps the Oklahoma job. Yeah. Um, I just like the Hurts thing. You have what you have, so do what works with him. Agreed. And that's and that's run the ball. Like I, yeah. I have the I have the zeal of the convert when it comes to running the ball here. Like I I am I am this team has turned me full concussion, Uncle. Like, well, like I I don't understand what Sirianni was saying. Now I shouldn't say I don't understand. Sirianni was saying that. They saw things they could take advantage of in the play action in the drop back game. But to me, it's it's like don't overthink it. They were, what, 28th in the NFL in, in DVOA? 30th against the yeah, run. Yeah, 30th against the run. Um, you're, you're, you're running well against him. Uh, like, like to me, uh, A, don't overthink it. And B, if, if you're going to have Hurts throw the ball, have him roll out and give him the chance to scramble if it's there. I mean, yeah. I mean, like that. It doesn't have to be that. He, no, but like he can make throws from the pocket. I know he. Fine, he but, I know he can, but he used fourteen for thirty-one today. Yeah. So he wasn't doing it effectively, though. Yeah, I don't know. 
All right, why don't we take our second break and then come back and uh, talk about a few other things, wrap things up so Marissa can go go okay. watch the game. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends. And Zach, uh, regrettably, we do need to review the results of this swooper sorecasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheil up four and a third to three and a third on both of us, just as we creep closer. Unfortunately, uh, he moves ahead. You had Devontae Smith tops 100 rushing yard, or receiving yards. Did not happen. Jalen Hurts has fewer rushing yards than Daniel Jones. 77 to 30. Did not happen. Darius Slay has an interception, forced fumble, or fumble recovery. Did not happen. And the Eagles have more rushing yards in the first half than the Giants do for the entire game. If you had done the second half, I think you would have had it, but uh, it did not happen in the first half. I had Joe Judge loses a challenge. Felt good about that one. Didn't happen. Uh, The broadcast shows either Joe Judge or Freddie Kitchens clapping on the sideline. I didn't see it, but I feel like uh, we would have been we would have been told if it happened. Uh, Kadarius Tony has more receiving yards than Devontae Smith. I mean, if Kadarius Tony had played in this game, <laughs> I would have had a good chance at that one. And then Jalen Hurts throws for three or more touchdowns. Uh, did not happen. Shield, however, had a punt lands in the field of play that is not blocked or or uh, and is untouched beyond the line of scrimmage and does not result in a touchback. Happened on the very first punt of the game from Riley Dixon. Happened one other time, so he got two of those. That's one point. Disappointing. Uh, Daniel Jones's longest run is longer than Jalen Hurts's longest run. That did not happen, 14 to 18. But Boston Scott topped 75 yards from scrimmage or scores at least two touchdowns. Also didn't happen, but came very close. Boston Scott had 72 or 73 yards. But then he also had J.J. I think a white side has a catch. So a 2-0-0 victory for Shield. He takes a two-game lead heading into the home stretch. Five games to go. Yeah, plenty of, plenty of time to make up that. Longest view in the room. 
You've got the most turkeys remaining. 14 turkeys, exactly. Okay. Uh, curious, did you think that Miles Sanders was not the running back? At the end of this game, He Nick Sirianni said he had a banged-up ankle, but he also didn't say that was the only reason. He was like he liked yeah. the way that Boston Scott was running the ball. Did find it curious. Uh, I, I didn't think this was a hot hand situation. I actually thought Miles was running well. I, I figured at the time it was more injury-related. Miles had that long run, what was it? 26 yarder was 27 27 yarder very close and he 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 came up sore after that play uh and then Jalen Hurts also had a, had a bum ankle exactly so I I looked at it like uh it was injury related I was surprised that that Nick kind of framed it more they liked the way Scott was was uh running uh yeah I, I think Sanders is the better player I would rather have him out there um, Sanders had what nine carries, 64 yards, 7.1 yards per carry, bolstered, of course, by that 27 yard carry. Scott, 15 carries, 64 yards, 4.3. So it's not bad. Uh, but Sanders, I would rather have Sanders on the on the field than Boston Scott. And I, I do think they were they missed out on Jordan Howard. Um, I think what Jordan Howard has given this team in the past few weeks, they could have used that, especially on early downs. You know. To me, what they missed about Jordan Howard in this game was less about Jordan Howard running the ball and more about like Jordan Howard giving them an excuse to run the ball. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're not going to throw to him. So if he's in the game, you're going to. Right. Like if Jordan Howard was in this game, they probably would have run the yeah. ball more often. And I think they would have been just as successful if they had continued running the ball without Jordan Howard. But they'd like tried to get cute, like these passes to JJ, I think, a white side. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of JJ. A lot of JJ. Too much JJ. I respected JJ, but too much JJ. What do you think is a worse pick? JJ Ortega Whiteside or Jalen Rager? Jalen Rager. Without question. I don't even think it's close. I mean, first off, I keep I'm using opportunity cost for the second time in this yeah. podcast. But it's okay. the opportunity cost we'll is just much call higher. Ourselves the OC. <laughs> when in the first round, number one, it's it's just it's it's a more valuable pick, and I think it's a more spectacular miss, right? Because it was a historic wide receiver class and they go into it knowing they need a wide receiver. Um, the wide receiver drafted one pick later uh, was uh, you know, someone who we knew was better at the time. Like they didn't take us a fit and, and now they don't have a fit for a breaker. And the, I, I know people keep talking about the, uh, about DK Metcalf. Like I think the Eagles would have told you then DK Metcalf is the better prospect, right? That that was injury related, um, and the 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 like 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 the Eagles were not the only team that thought that clearly. I mean, he, he had a ne- a real serious yeah. neck thing. And I, the Seahawks, I don't blame by the way, for not taking. Yeah, like guy. like the Seahawks took what LJ Collier in the first round. Yeah, and and so, um, but the Rager pick. Like the Rager Justin Jefferson is not second guessing. That's how we led the podcast that night. That was the first question to Howie Roseman afterwards: is what made you take this guy over Justin Jefferson? Uh, and then it's not just Justin Jefferson. You see the other receivers. I, I saw when I was looking at the stats, T. Higgins had a had a a, a big day today. Um, some of the other receivers that we're talking about in the in that class, Ayuk. Uh, yeah, uh, Brendan Ayuk had a, a a big game last game. We also could you could have moved down if you really wanted Rager. Exactly, like you moved in three spots or whatever. Exactly. And um, look, I mean, the the Henry Rogue situation is different, obviously, but like um, you could have moved up for CeeDee Lamb. I, 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 I know that's not 
you know, I, I know they say the price was prohibitive, but as you saw this year with like Devontae Smith, if if you're motivated to get a guy, um, you could probably do it. Now, that said, they they probably don't have Jalen Hurts right now because you probably would have had to give your second round pickup. Uh, so there, there's a whole can of worms there. <laughs> Carson's still your quarterback. Then it wouldn't have been worth it. Yeah, but um, but to me, yeah, Jalen Rager um, is is the worst pick. But Jalen Rager also has a chance to salvage this. It is crazy. I know the stats out there, and I think uh, I think Defop Dan McQuaid wrote about it that Jalen Rager had a 55 yard catch in his first game mm-hmm. and has never topped that for a game. Is that right? Jeez. Since then, yeah. Um, he looked really good in camp last year, too. Remember that? Uh, no, I, no, I don't remember that. I thought he looked really good in camp. Now that probably was because they really have uh, like like receivers. But I thought, yeah. I thought him and, and Deshaun were going to be a good combination. Um, I was wrong, but I said at the time they need another receiver. They need a they need another receiver. They need it's somebody awesome. to make Quez the number three. Mm-hmm. They need real help on the edge, as you've talked about. And then they need to overhaul the secondary. Now, now let me ask you this. Does what happened at the end of the game today affect Jalen Rager's playing time next week? Or do they not have any other options? Yeah, I mean, what are they going to do? Play more Greg Ward? Play more J.J. Ortega-Whiteside? I don't know. I mean, it's not even him being on the field. It's just like trying to get like wasting time and the opportunity cost of like trying to get him the ball. That bothers me. Uh, like those, those, those force touches. I mean, like his role should be sort of what it was at points today, which is like the fifth option in the passing game. I thought like, uh, five I, guys out on the route and he's the last one. So I, I thought an underrated thing or an under discussed thing, at least from our perspective in the, uh, press conferences from this week was Sirianni talking about himself getting conservative. And he specifically said, I didn't like that screen to Rager, yeah, exactly. right? which might've been the, the, like the fact that, that Rager didn't do much with it. Yeah. I think, he, you know, he was trying to say he didn't put him in a good, yeah. in a good spot, but yeah, I agree with that. That was funny. Uh, Saquon Barkley's cooked, huh? I don't think he's cooked. I think he's going to be really good somewhere else. Wow, you think he'll be good without the class? Did you see that straight hand uh, Hall of Fame or yeah, that was big on your radar, huh? That was that was a you a got real... you got to be in the same building as Eli again. <laughs> that was a real classic Jersey retirement. I made the joke uh, off camera, obviously, because I haven't talked about it here. That um, I feel like straight hand is like how we used to talk about how if something bad was happening with the Eagles, they just gave Brian Dawkins a promotion. Yeah. Um, and I, I know this Strahan thing was planned all year long, but how many times have we been here when Strahan's been honored? Right, he was put into the 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 Ring of Honor, and now he's uh, his jersey's retired. Uh, I feel like whenever they want juice, just wheel out Strahan, wheel out Eli, and right, yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly right. Just taking a look at the uh, defensive stats to see if there was anything worth talking about. Singleton leads the way with twelve tackles. Monte Maddox, I thought, had a pretty good game. And that one big breakup uh, to force that last field goal by the Giants. Uh, I thought it was a good job by Sirianni uh, that he he had held on to all three of his timeouts mm-hmm. just after that Boston Scott turnover, and that was good. Um, but you wouldn't have spiked the ball. But I wouldn't have spiked the okay. ball. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I, I put this loss on him from an offensive mm. game plan. And yeah, I put him call. quarterback. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's, on, it's, on, it's on both of them for sure. Players make plays. But yeah. you know what you know what quarterback you have. That's true. That's true. But the just he took points off the board. Like that's that was like that was an end. But so did Sirianni by calling two dumb plays on first and second down. I'm just saying that if the the one thing that Hurts can't do there is throw the ball up for grabs, right? Totally. Like, I mean, he shouldn't even be scrambling. He should, yeah, he, like if it's if it's not there, the ball, like, if it's not there, put in a third row. Don't throw if if a guy isn't open, don't put it up for grabs. Yeah, I, I have no. I'm not defending that so, play. That play was terrible. Yeah. Um. But anyway, All right, we got writing to do. All right. Uh, what's coming up this week? What's coming up this week? Uh, Sirianni, we'll talk to him tomorrow. And then uh, it's like deja vu all over again. We're back up here next weekend for the same time, same place, right? Eagles, Jets. Uh, they will they'll turn all this in the green. And so I, I, I was here when they introduced the stadium to reporters and they made a big deal about how because of like the – the the LED lighting, they mm. can make this seem like the Jets Stadium one day, and then the Giants Stadium the other day. So we'll see that on on, on full display. But uh, um, what's 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 going on this this week? I would say a must win game against a bad team. Yeah, Jets beat the Texans today. It's not good for them. If 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 memory serves, um, and that's cute. We'll we'll see your boy Zach Wilson. Um, Quick question here. Uh, you probably don't know this because you weren't on the beat at the time. This yeah. was this was during your sabbatical. Uh, what walk about? <laughs> what was relevant about the last time the Eagles played the Jets here in the regular season? Here in the regular season. Yes. So then I would have been right because it would have been eight years ago. No, because this isn't part of the, the AFC East oh, rotation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was the 2015 season. Okay. But something significant was happening in Philadelphia that week that caused. Oh, the was that the Pope week? Yep. The Pope okay. was visiting. Good job. The Pope well, was he visiting. Gave me enough clues. And the Eagles got out of Dodge and practiced at Fairleigh Dickinson. Hmm. Not all the way Dickinson, but <laughs> Fairleigh Dickinson. Yeah, they practiced at Fairleigh Dickinson, which was uh, a big deal about that. Was uh, or, or no, I'm sorry, not Fairleigh Dickinson. They practiced at Monmouth. Mm. And uh, it was uh, they had Miles Austin on the roster that year, and it was like Miles Austin's return to Monmouth. <laughs> Boy, you guys were really searching for story. <laughs> no, it wasn't us. We weren't allowed there. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, actually, because Chip Kelly, he he didn't have um, access on Fridays. Then he, they had the access Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and uh, so they went up there for for they had their walkthrough there Friday. Okay. And uh, but it was it was the Pope Week in in Philadelphia. Okay. I just remember uh, specifically coming up here. I, I don't usually stay up here the night before the game, but I had to for that one. Mm. Big Pope talk. Uh, I had something else, and now I can't remember what it was. So that's good stuff. Um, okay, so that uh, that Vikings-Niners game is going on right now. It looks like the Niners have the lead. Mm. And you would you would, watch, right? you would basically expect or hope that whoever wins that game you know runs away with one of the with the the number six spot and then you stay in the race for the uh, for the number seven spot. And the Niners have the head to head over the Eagles. They do. So in yeah. theory, you want the Vikings. I think both of them would have the head to head if if there was a two way tie. So gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah, you just want whoever wins to, okay. to go on a run. Okay. Um, 
which, you know, we'll see what happens. But we'll be back for the pod Tuesday. I'm curious. I, I think Shield should give us credit for adjusting on the fly here, right? Like, I, I, think, I don't think Shield needs to – I mean, he's not going to give us credit for anything. I think we've stabilized after the opening. And I, I think we put together a good pod. And I, I do want to say, selfishly, I, I, I know this might not be conducive for you. I am uh, I haven't evaluated my performance yet. I will listen tomorrow. But I am so much better after the game than I am at 11 o'clock. Uh, when we wait till 11 o'clock on a, on a 1 o'clock game, I am like, I'm just uh, – and I know you're lobbying. I know you're lobbying <laughs> so, now. Yeah, so I – It is not better for me. But. I like this, and I, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's raw. It's fresh, right? Yeah, but then you have then, – then our thoughts are less cogent. Uh, and I still don't know what I'm going to write about now. So that it hasn't helped clarify anything for me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's put it up to the audience. Do you guys like it fresh after the game? Uh, you are just Pander City. <laughs> do you guys like it fresh after the game, or do you like it 11:30? When I think everybody wants you to be suffering a little bit. That's part of the enjoyment for the for the listeners. It's like for them. I I I, I can tell you, there's uh, one listener. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's fair. Nick Field says, fresh after the game. What's up, Nick? Well, Nick, go to hell. <laughs> Tony G says, fresh. All right. Um, okay. I guess that's about it. I mean, I feel like, uh, like big picture, you might hope that, that this loss teaches Syrian, like they have to relearn the lesson to go back to, uh, what it is that works mm -hmm. and stop deviating from the septum. But, I guess we'll see what happens. Hanging on by his fingernail, Zach is the best. Zach. That's my boy Tracer. Case. He knows what's going on. All right. Uh, well, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. For Zach and Marissa and Sheil and Elijah, who we get to see next week. Uh, and uh, for everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Tuesday night. And as always. We love you.